Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is Viola Hug here, your host of the Abundant Babes podcast. And today I am so excited to be joined uh, by, with, whatever, Emily Whiteside. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here as well, Emily. So Emily is a spiritually aligned business and manifestation coach, and she does a whole bunch of work with female entrepreneurs and helping them step into their next level of confidence, impact, income. And we're going to have some really fun conversations around manifesting and different aspects of manifesting um, and all sorts of epicness. So before we get into it, Emily, do you want to share your Instagram? So if people are wanting to like stalk you while they listen, they can Absolutely. My Instagram is at Emily and Whiteside. So that's it. <laughs> Just okay. at Emily and Whiteside. Yeah. And if you're new to the podcast, mine is at Viola Hug. You can always find me there. And if any time throughout the episode, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I need to share this. I need to remember this. Like take a screenshot of the episode, upload it to your story and tag us. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you have any further questions, obviously reach out anytime. Um, but Emily, let's get to know you. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your thing? Yeah. Okay. So I am a dog lover. I'm a dog mom. Um, and I love my little fur ball. He's sitting right next to me as I what record. Kind of dog? Uh, he's a, actually a rescue. So he's a great Pyrenees mix. Uh-huh. But he's like the cutest little thing in the, well, he's not little, but he's the cutest little man in the whole world. Um, so I love, I love telling people that I have a dog because he's like my world. Um, oh. But I am a business and manifestation coach. I'm from Buffalo, New York. I just moved back, actually. I was living in Atlanta, then I lived in Kentucky for a while, and I just moved back to New York last year, about one year from today. Um, And I love all things exercise and fitness, spirituality, of course, and yeah, I love wine, green juice, love it all. (laughs) Amazing. So um, you grew up in Buffalo. Like what was like, how did you get into doing what you do? Like, was it something that was kind of like a natural progression for you? Is it something that like life experience kind of like led you into or like what happened in your life that led you to this point? Yeah, it's actually insane. So I was a super, super insecure, really unconfident child. Ever Mm -hmm. since I can remember, I was tearing myself apart, even in like, I literally remember being in like kindergarten and like judging my body for how fat it looked when I was like an underweight 
child. So I had confidence issues. I had insecurities as a young child, all through like, you know, my teenage years, my adult years. Um, But I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that as a young child, I used to have like, we all had like lemonade stands, you know, as kids. I used to have lemonade stands outside all the time. And then the lemonade stands weren't cutting it because I lived in like a suburb or like in back in a little neighborhood and not enough cars drove by. So I decided to take my little wagon and go house to house selling like Oreos and granola bars and lemonade. And my parents didn't even know I was doing that. My neighbors probably thought I was crazy, but. That's so funny. I like share a story as well when I was young and I, I like told my mom this the other day and I thought she would have known, but she's like, what, you did that? And I'm like, Yes. Like we did the same thing. Like we lived in kind of like a, um, like a rural area at this point. And, um, like me or me and my friend, we would like take our bikes and like bike like one or two kilometers away where like the little, like more people lived. Right. It was still like rural, but more people lived there. And we would, uh, go door knocking and we would one ask for donations because we said we wanted to like have a band and we were like trying to get to Halifax and like, or Toronto or somewhere like that we thought was the pinnacle of where successful people go. And um, we asked for donations. And then we also made these little like beaded animals. Like, I don't know if you remember, it was like a trend when I was like 10. And you like, I don't know, like weave together beads and it made like the shape oh of the animals. God, yes. Yeah. And we would like Hashtag. make those. Yeah, and we made like big ones for key rings and we made like with little tiny beads ones for earrings and like we made all these different things and we'd like one week we'd go and we'd go door knocking and ask for donations so the next week we'd come back and we'd be selling our little things and it was just like so funny and I was like, did you know that mom? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, that's what we did. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. My parents were probably mortified knowing I was doing that and literally like selling like my mom's groceries. She's like, where did that box of Oreos go? And I was selling them like so funny. Um, I always knew like, like the nine to five jobs working for somebody wasn't for me. I have this like terrible, terrible flaw. I I don't even like to use the word flaw, but I hate when people tell me what to do. It like instantly like is a turnoff. Like if somebody is like above me kind of bossing me around, it really has always turned me off. And I just realized recently that I'm like so triggered by it, which is something I need to work on probably. But Mm -hmm. um, I got my first job when I was 16 and I hated it. I just hated it. I, it's so hard for me to work and do a good job if I'm not passionate about something. So I struggled with like just keeping a job. My dad would always make fun of me saying like, oh, she doesn't want to work a day in her life or you better marry somebody rich because I could not keep a job. I didn't like people telling me what to do. I didn't like being like monotonous and doing the same thing every single day and not having any freedom or creativity and just being able to make, you know, ends meet by having this job that was something I had to go to. So I um, I went into human design, by the way, just side note, but I would love to see your human design. What, what type are you? I'm a generator. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you my chart, but I love design. I'm just getting into that a little bit. Um, I'm not like, I don't know a ton about it, but I read the book and read the book a couple times and that was super interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, so I went to college. I actually was planning on being a veterinarian and all through when I was a child, when I was in high school and in college, I did all these internships with animals. So I worked with wildlife. I worked at a zoo. 
I did all these internships with um, veterinarians and I was about to graduate. I got into vet school. My parents were like so proud of me. And three months before I was about to leave for vet school, I was like, I don't want to do it. There was just like this strong, that's the first time I've ever felt my intuition. I never even like really knew what intuition was. Like I heard my mom say it once before, but I was not spiritual at that time at all. And that's the first time I just felt this really strong feeling. It wasn't a voice. It was just a strong feeling like, don't do it. This is not for you. So I had to break that news to my family that I was no longer going to vet school. And now I don't know what the F I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Like I just got this biology degree and I'm about to graduate and now I have no plans. So it was a really, really tough year for me when I graduated, didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up getting my master's degree. Um, At the time, I was super passionate about uh, health and fitness. And I was working at a gym in my undergrad right before I had realized that that school is no longer for me. I was working as a personal trainer and one of the other trainers came up to me and I was talking to him just like not feeling good about my choices and about life and not knowing what I wanted to do. And he said, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? What's the first thing that you think about? And that literally changed my life. I felt like that was a sign from the universe. And I was like, well, I think about fitness. I think about my workout. I think about nutrition. I want to research all that stuff. So he's like, there's your answer. So about a year later, I ended up getting my master's degree or starting my master's degree in in Atlanta in nutrition and sports um, exercise science. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start a business so bad. I knew it. I could feel it. I knew from the moment that I decided not to go to vet school, I wanted to start a business. I always knew I would have a business. But then came the feelings of feeling unworthy, not feeling ready enough, not being confident enough, being really insecure. Mm -hmm. And all of that really started to arise when I knew I wanted to start a business, but I didn't take action. I didn't do it. So it took me four years from the moment I decided to go to vet school to actually start my business. Mm -hmm. And it was a long, long journey of, (laughs) of trying to even start, trying to get the confidence to even start it because I was afraid of judgment and all that stuff. So long story, I guess not short, but um, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always knew that I wanted to have my own business, but it just took me forever to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when did you finally start your business? I started my, technically started my business back in 2016 and it didn't take off the first year at all. I made $50 my first year in business. (laughs) And so God, that's when like persistence really freaking comes in because if you're not persistent, I, people think that just because you say, I'm going to start a business, especially an online business that all of a sudden you're going to be financially free and you're going to make all this money and it's going to happen instantly. Mm. And I'm, it can, but it didn't for me. And that's where persistence really came in and like knowing where I wanted to be, knowing my why. And I never gave up. Like there were definitely days where I had breakdowns. There were definitely days where I wanted to give up, where I wanted to throw in the towel, but I just kept going. I kept showing up. I kept going. And I learned so much because of failing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like couldn't agree with you more because like many people know my story as well. It was like a lot of years of persistence to get to where I am now. And although my current business is like newish, so it's like sounds all fancy because I've you know, I only started this business a year and a half ago, but there was like five years of 
entrepreneurial struggle, persistence, push through challenge that I had to like move through in order to even get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to start a coaching business, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely resonate with that. And I heard, um, I heard someone talking about this, uh, recently I saw, I saw a video on Instagram about it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that is such a good point. Like back in the day, like entrepreneurship was seen as like, like not a cool thing to do. You know what I mean? Like you were a complete weirdo if you were out there doing your own thing. But nowadays it's kind of become cool. Like every second person is like, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur and like an online entrepreneur. And they're like thinking of like business ideas and whatever. And it's become such a kind of like a cool thing that so many people are like wanting to do it. And um, because of social media, we have access to seeing so many people who are so successful. And like, even in my circles, like, Um, I like have so many friends that are doing such incredible stuff. They're like self-made millionaires or almost millionaires or multi-millionaires within the like coaching and online business world that I forget sometimes that, um, even when you're making like a couple of thousand dollars a month in your online business, like you're doing really, really well. Right. And so it's like, one, we like kind of lose perspective a little bit because we have access to see so many incredible success stories, which is awesome. But then at the same time, what happens is people think it's easier than it is, which it's freaking not easy. It is hard. And you can't just have an idea and be like, oh, this is fun. And then give up the first time that you have struggle or change your mind 10,000 times or get annoyed that things aren't working and feel like it's not for you. Like if you have the call to be an entrepreneur, it's like it means sticking through it and with it through all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really what determines if you're successful in this industry or if you're not successful in this industry. It's just persistence. That's the only thing that's going to get you successful. It's not because you don't have something. It's not because you're not doing something right. It's just that the people who do have million dollar businesses or multi-million dollar businesses, they just kept going. They kept learning. They kept growing. And that's the only thing that's going to separate you. Exactly. And I was just going to add on a point. It's like persistence, but also continuing to grow and reassess and like, look at what you're doing as well, because you can be persistent and just be spinning in a hamster wheel as well. Like I've seen that. And that was literally me for a time. Like I was going nowhere, but I was basically just doing the same things, you know? And I was like, um, it, it really took like me to be honest with myself in the areas that I least wanted to be honest with myself in the areas that were most vulnerable and scary for me to like look at that, um, that really changed things. Because for me, it was like, I'm, I'm such like, I persistence and like grit and like all that stuff are just like within me. They're like, they're just a part of who I am. And so when I like change my mind on something, it's a very difficult process for me because I'm like, I don't want to just change my mind for the sake of like changing my mind. Like I want to like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm really pulling out if I'm going to change my mind on something for a really good reason and that it's not just self-sabotage, that it's not just whatever. And so for so long, it was like, I didn't want to look at that possibly me branching out of the business that I was doing would be the best thing for me because I was like, I'm just like so stubborn. I want to make this business work. When really like what I found is that as soon as I actually started branching out and I looked at that and I finally said, okay, well, what if I were to change the business that I'm doing? Right. And after really deep, deeply looking into like all the areas of my life and being so honest with myself, then I was like, oh shit. And then it's so funny because then from there I felt so much more liberated. And then even that business, like in my network marketing industry and everything that I was in, like everything was better. It was just like, I don't know. It was so crazy. So it's just like, 
I don't know. That was a side tangent, but whatever. Yeah. I had like the very, a very similar experience because I was doing fitness coaching and that's where I built up my business. And it was really hard for me to be like, okay, now I kind of want to transition over. Like I want to do something else. And it's like, I really had to follow like my intuition and my soul on that. And when you're really in like, so at fitness at the time was my passion. It was like something I was so called to, but then I kind of outgrew it. And while I was doing the spirituality work and the inner work, I wanted to get to that next level. So the doing the fitnessing, the fitnessing, the fitness coaching and, you know, working on that aspect, it was no longer like a huge passion of mine to coach on. And I knew if I wanted to get to the next level in business and the next level in life, I was going to have to change my business model up a little bit. And essentially they're the same thing, right? Like in my business coaching right now, I talk all about manifestation and spirituality. And I do a lot of things with the body because I believe that you have to have your vehicle working, your body working in order to you know, reach your business goals. But when I was doing fitness coaching, I was still talking about the inner work. I was still talking about mindset and I wasn't talking as much about manifestation back then, but it's really all like an alignment. It's very similar how I coach now as opposed to how I used to coach. It's the Mm -hmm. same like essence basically. Yeah. And I find that too. It's like everything that I learned wasn't for nothing. Like I use it all the time and it's like really, I don't know. It's just like so beautiful how everything really does begin to make sense, but you have to have that level of persistence and you have to be Um, And I think it's this fine line. It's like, I heard this once and it's like, what was it? It was like, um, leaders make decisions quickly and change their minds slowly. Whereas most people, they do the opposite. They take ages deciding what they want to do. They take ages deciding to join the program or hire the coach or whatever. And it's like, they take so long to make the decision and then they change their mind quickly. They like get in and something scares them and they're like, oh, never mind. It's not for me. And they quit. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas like leaders do it literally the opposite. It's like if they, if they feel it in the moment, they're like, I'm in and I'll figure out the how, like I'll figure out how I'm going to make it work. And they just make the decision. And then if they're going to change their mind, they do that very slowly because it's like that understanding that a lot of times, like we can think something's not for us or we can think something's not working, but really it's actually our own like shit that's in the way that we need to work through in order to push past that next level. And that's where actually all the growth is going to be right. Like most people quit when, um, when it gets really hard without understanding that right on the other side is usually the breakthrough that they're looking for. Yeah. And that's where that saying, it's always darkest before the dawn, like comes from, right? Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times that, you know, my business got so dark and things just didn't look like it was going to happen. Like I would be like, Oh, I'm doing pretty good right now. And all of a sudden it could just tank. And I was like, is this the end? if I would have given up, it would have, but on the other side of that and just working through it and doing the inner work during like, so if you're going through, if you do have a business and you're going through a time of like stagnant, you know, not making sales or not getting in the clients or whatever, if your business is kind of stagnant right now, the best thing that you could do instead of worrying is to dive into the spirituality, really dive in through the inner work during those times, because you will come out on the other side, like you said. And that's what I've done when I, my business, has done plummets before. It's just, it comes, right? It comes in season. So, um, you know, if I could have given up and just like had it completely plummet and then said, oh, it's not working. I'm going to go back into a nine to five because this just, just isn't for me, but I just stuck through it. And on the other side of that was my highest months in business and more consistent highest months in business. So it's all about learning and growing from those. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, 
So talk to me a little bit more about like your manifestation work. Cause I know, like, I love what you said before that you feel like your vehicle needs to be like in order um, to, to create the success that you want. And it's so funny. I like don't know how much you know about my background, but I actually started off with a bachelor in science and human nutrition and sport and exercise science as well. And yeah, health and nutrition is my first love. And it was a similar thing for me. It was like the more that I actually started getting into that industry, the more I actually realized I was, um, more, I I don't know if more is the right word, but in terms of my work, I was more passionate about doing like more business stuff and and spirituality and that sort of thing. And the reason being though, is because my, like I said, my first love was nutrition. Like how can we stay as healthy as possible for as long as possible? But then it's like, what's the point of being really healthy and living a long time if you hate your life? Like, right. you know I mean? like if you're miserable, if you're settling, if you're not doing what you love, if your mindset's crap, your relationships are crap. It's like, if you're going to have really good health, you really need to have a really epic life to enjoy it. And then it kind of goes hand in hand. And it's like for myself, it's like, you know, when I'm feeling like, for example, if I'm ever noticing that I'm getting like anxiety or I'm noticing that I'm getting a ton of limiting beliefs or fears, like more than normal, it's like the first thing it's like, am I eating right? Am I sleeping right? Am I drinking enough water? And and, and am I exercising? It's like, those are always the foundation because my belief and my very first ever program actually in my coaching business was a program that focused on how um, our body is kind of like the physical representation of our spiritual self right? It's our physical component, which means that no matter how much we're like lighting incense and putting crystals in our bra, if our physical body is like suffering or not as optimal as it could be, it's kind of like an anchor. And it's like, kind of like pulling down our vibration because it's like the physical component of our vibes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was like my obsession. And that's how I also started to like merge over into like more spirituality and like life and everything. It's like, it's actually all related. And I'm just about to release um, or not release, like, like do another round of a mastermind that is, uh, like super high level and alignment mastermind, which is also going to be like nutrition and health is actually going to be one of the pillars. Cause I like need to bring that back into some of my work with my high level clients. Cause that's when it really starts to get like even more important. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I always say that fitness started it all for me. Like if fitness wasn't there, I wouldn't be here today. And Like you said, like when I'm going, when I'm having a lot of like limiting beliefs or I'm having a lot of scarcity in my mind, I always go back to my body because that is truly the foundation. And it's something I really teach on in my one-on-one programs. And then I, you know, also like a lot of my programs is the body because it's like the physical, like you said, representation of your spiritual path. And it blocks us. I used to, I mean, I... God, I have like such a crazy long history with insecurity and being unconfident in my body. It all stemmed from, you know, that. And I was anorexic in high school and then I really restricted myself in college and ended up gaining a ton of weight, you know, on my like five, three frame, 155 pounds doesn't look great because my body's naturally at like 115, 120. So I gained a lot of weight after I realized I wasn't going to vet school anymore because I was stressed out. And um, I really put, my life looked like this. It was either I was really restricting myself and pushing myself in the gym for three or four hours a day, Mm -hmm. like 800 calories, or I was only going to the gym for like four days a week, barely doing anything. And I was eating and like binge eating, stress eating all the time. And that took over for the majority of my adult life after college. I really started to gain a lot of weight and get really depressed. And it's funny because like the 
my body at that time resembled the way I thought and it resembled my actions. It resembled everything Mm -hmm. because I was overweight, because I wasn't like pushing my body anymore, um, because I wasn't eating correctly. My limiting beliefs were huge. They were really powerful and I was toxic and everything I, I did was really toxic. I was in a toxic work environment. I was in a life that I hated. So I started with the body first. That's like the very first thing was I wanted to heal my relationship with my body. I've been super fit before and looked amazing, but I was restricting myself. So it was at the expense yeah. of sacrificing friends and sacrificing food and sacrificing fun in my life. Yeah. And the other and thing I- about that is like, just sorry, quick side note, but it made me think of it is like, that's like sometimes when we do things just for the way we look, that's actually sacrificing health because that's not how we maintain long-term health either. So it's kind of like we might look good, but we're like killing ourselves, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely was. I, mm-hmm. I This is a really side tangent, but I was competing for bikini. It's mm-hmm. like a bodybuilding. That's what I wanted to do when I was in college. So I was literally exercising. I'm not even joking. At least three hours, seven days a week, at least. That was like minimum. Mm-hmm. And I was eating 800 calories. And my coach at the time kept cutting my calories back, cutting my calories back. And I ended up blacking out on the stair stepper one night. And I just like fell off the stair stepper. I messaged my coach at the time and he was like, drink more caffeine. That's what he told me, drink more caffeine. So I was like, are you kidding me? I got pissed. I was like, oh, I almost just like died. I almost like killed my body. So um, I'm lucky I didn't like have to end up in the hospital because I've heard horror stories of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's when I decided that bikini and bodybuilding wasn't for me. I really wanted to prioritize my health. But it was a long gap between getting there and, you know, like actually like, yeah, getting there, I guess. There was a long gap because that's when I started to like gain all that weight and I moved to a different state and all this crazy stuff happened. But the first thing that I did before I even had my business was I manifested my dream body. That was like the first thing that I wanted to do was really connect to my body and be able to enjoy my life and also have an awesome body because there was this like, there's always this like limiting belief that people have is either I can be in really good shape, but I have to follow a strict meal plan and I can't have fun and I can't drink wine or I'm going to be a little bit overweight, but I can have fun with my friends and drink wine and eat good food. I yeah. wanted both. I've always been the who wants it all, right? <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh. Me too. High five to that. Yeah. I want, I love spoiler alert. You can fucking have it all. Okay, people? Like, there's no limit. Oh, I love that. Unless you're placing a limit there. If that's your story, yeah. then it's going to be your, your truth. But um, so now I'm like, I love the body that I'm in. It's super easy to maintain. I drink wine. I also drink green juice. Like I have this awesome balance and I never really understood balance before. I always thought it was this thing that people would use as like an excuse. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to have an ice cream cone today. Hashtag balance. Like it's not even about that. It's about following your intuition and what you eat and also following your intuition in your business and in, in your entire life. And you know, if I want to eat ice cream, it's because my intuition's like, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy this experience with our friends getting ice cream as opposed to feeling guilt and as opposed to feeling resentment for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's truly like living in the moment and being present in the moment. And I started that with my body. I got there and then I used those same tactics and tools in my business. And it's been, it's been a great ride. (laughs) Amazing. That's so cool. So, um, so manifesting, like what kind of, what does it mean really to manifest your dream body? Because like, 
I guess like some people's minds like, okay, I understand manifestation. It's like you want something, you call it in. And some people are like, I understand like working on your body, like, you know, eating the right foods, doing the right exercise. But how do you really combine those things? And like, what did it mean for you to like, in terms of like the, the, if there is like a how to step, you know, not step by step process, but like, what did that actually entail um, manifesting your dream body? Yeah, it's um, so before we even get into this, something that was brought to my attention the other day actually was somebody goes, so, you know, he, this guy that I'm dating, he doesn't really understand anything spirituality really, but he's like, so you teach women how to manifest their dream body. So you're saying that all they have to do is change their mindset and they're going to get in shape. That doesn't really make sense. And it does make sense if you think about it. So manifesting your dream body is not just about like getting in really good shape, right? Like I could give you an exercise program and I could give you a diet and say, here, follow this and you'll look really good. Mm -hmm. But that's at the expense of your mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. fun, living your life, et cetera. So it's really about connecting to soul, connecting to source, connecting to your intuition and all of that. But it's changing your beliefs that's like the very first thing that you have to do is what are my beliefs around my body? There's so many that limiting beliefs that people have. One is that dieting has to be miserable. People think that when they're on a diet, the more miserable it is and the more that they're pushing themselves, like by restricting themselves, the better results they're going to have. That's Mm -hmm. a huge limiting belief. Another one is that like exercise is not fun. And if I enjoy exercising, that means that I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. Those were my two biggest limiting beliefs around my body at the time. So I wanted, I just dropped those. I dropped all limiting beliefs. I stopped doing meal plans. I stopped counting my macros or calories or whatever. I stopped doing all this cardio. And I really just had like this fresh, clean slate. And I said, what are my beliefs? So if you're looking to manifest your dream body or manifest anything, what beliefs must you have in place in order to bring in that desire? For me, it was, I want to have a really good body by not having to exercise all that much and only exercising when it's fun for me, right? Like exercise, I love exercise. I've always loved it. But it comes to a point when you've been doing it for so long that it's just another part-time job. And I didn't want it to be like that anymore. And I also wanted to be able to enjoy my life. Like I wanted to be able to eat really healthy and not even think about it, but also be able to have ice cream or be able to have wine and not feel so guilty. So it's really about changing your, your subconscious beliefs and rewiring your subconscious mind around that. And think of like when you rewire those beliefs and you truly believe them, your emotions are going to follow that, right? You're going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel more confident. There's not going to be any more guilt or resentment with inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Those self-sabotaging behaviors that I experienced or that you know listeners probably experience all the time, like binge eating, stress eating, all that stuff is gone. And because of that, because you have these solid beliefs, you're going to take positive action. And that's where, you know, people say, well, you can't just like think your way to a a good body. Well, obviously you're really not. You are in a sense because you're changing your thoughts and your actions are going to be in alignment with those thoughts. You're not going to be sitting on the couch eating potato chips and gallons of ice cream every day because those aren't in alignment with your new emotions and your new thoughts, right? Instead, Mm -hmm. your new actions are going to be things like, oh, let's do yoga. Let's go to the gym. Instead of stress eating, let's meditate. Let's journal on this. I'm going through a rough time. Instead of, you know, going out and drinking and partying, I'm going to sit down by myself and pull out my crystals and, you know, journal on that. So it's really, really cool that 
the experience you get from manifesting your dream body, because it's not just the physical, it's the mental, the spiritual that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that's like why starting with the mind is such a powerful place because exactly like you were just sharing, it's like literally a sequence. It's like a domino effect, right? It's like, if you think something, then generally that means the actions about it are going to that are going to be aligned with what you think, right? Because there's like, uh, you talk about this concept in my book and I, I don't know where it was originally came from, but it's like the belief cycle. And it, it shows like there's a situation which is completely neutral. And then there's the cycle that happens below it, which it's, it starts with our thoughts about the situation. So it's like, if the thoughts, if the situation is that you're going to go to the gym, for example, um, your thoughts around it are that going to the gym is like hard and it's like, annoying and it's not fun or whatever, then that's going to impact your feelings. And then your feelings are, or like, you know, the gym, you don't really get results anyway or whatever. Then you're going to feel crappy about going to the gym. Then you're going to like do a half-ass workout because you feel shitty. And even if you're like doing the movements, your mindset is not right. So it's not going to be good. Then it's going to give you those results, which aren't going to be that good. And it's just going to reaffirm that belief that going to the gym is not fun. You don't really get results, whatever. Versus if you have the same situation, you just say, you know, like I get incredible results from doing what's fun at the gym. And then you're going to feel better about it. You're going to do a better workout and you're going to get better results. So it's just like, so interesting how everything in life, like the situation is always neutral. It like really depends on our thoughts and then that's going to impact the actions. And it makes sense both on a scientific psychological level, but as well on a manifestation level, because then especially when we get to your feelings, like you were saying around the topic, that's really what attracts, you know, more of that feeling into your life. Right. So, yeah. And the thing is like, I think this is kind of off. Well, it's not really off topic, but I think that people, don't even realize how connected the body is to business. Like if you're feeling stagnant in business and you're feeling unconfident in business or you don't feel like a leader or things aren't working out in business, come back to the body, right? Like, are you moving your body? Are you exercising every single day? If, if your actions don't, aren't in alignment with the things in business you want to manifest, it's going to be really hard to manifest in clients you're sitting on the couch and eating like crap and crying every single night. Right. <laughs> and it's like, we all, I, I mean, we've all heard this saying, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it's, it's so true. Like if you're treating your business, if things aren't working out in your business, cause you feel unconfident, you're probably doing the same things in your body. And I always see these cycles in myself too. It's mm -hmm. crazy. And the key is like, you can easily switch it. Start with the body first, start like moving your body, start setting those healthy behaviors. And then you'll start to see that in business as well or in other or relationships or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also a really smart place to start, especially like if you have been struggling um, with like a stagnation within your business, or you have been even struggling getting started um, and building the habits for your business in the first place. Because the thing is, is that with our body, the coolest thing is, is that like, as much as sometimes we feel like we don't have control over it, we can actually control what we put in our mouth and how we move our body, right? What we can't always control, like, I mean, we do have a, a sense of it, but it feels less out of our hands or more out of our hands, I should say, um, is like how many clients we sign, how much money we make and all of these other things, right? So if we're consistently focused on like, I want to make more money and we're getting down on ourselves because we're not seeing those immediate results. It's like, 
because everything is so interrelated, if we actually were to focus on an area of building commitment, building resilience, building um, success habits, and that kind of stuff in an area that we have direct control over through simply making a choice every single day, what food we're going to buy at the grocery store, what time we book in the gym in our calendar, like, you know, finding a, a gym buddy or something like that, if that's what's going to make it more fun and more enjoyable for you, it's like hiring a coach, whatever. It's like, those are all the things that you can take control of and start shifting straight away. And you can exercise in your home with YouTube. You can go to the gym, like there, you can go for walks. Like there's so many, there's not really, you know, any excuses, so to speak. Right. There's not. Yeah. But then you can build those habits and then those all translate over into your business. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's one and the same. And it's it's crazy when people start to realize that because I think the biggest thing in business, the biggest biggest limiting beliefs I hear is like, well, no one's buying from me. Like I'm not making any money and it's really hard. Well, how can you start to make it easy with inside of yourself first? How can you start to believe in yourself, right? Because that's like a belief that you don't have with inside of yourself. So what can you do in your body to start believing in yourself, to start feeling worthy in yourself? And like fitness can mean so many different things. Like it could be like self-care and just buying yourself a massage every month. That was like huge for me when I was starting my, just starting out my business and I felt like unworthy of like, okay, I can't book a massage until I'm making X amount of dollars in my business. Why can't you just give that to yourself right now? Right? Like, mm-hmm. so I started, you know, prioritizing self care, um, in my business and really started to create the rules of how I thrive mm-hmm. and self care and fitness and health. Those are all at the top of my priority list. I always have like my, I'm sure you do too, a morning routine every single morning that's dedicated to just me and like what my body feels at the moment. And that has been, nobody gets in the way of my morning routine. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always doing some type of morning routine because it's so powerful. And I can feel like if I don't, I rarely ever skip a morning routine, but I have a couple times and I can feel it. Like you can feel it throughout your day when you haven't given yourself that hour or 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. just dedicated to you and to quiet and to really like tuning into self. Mm -hmm. absolutely there's like one other point that I thought of while you were talking about that oh where's it gone Mm. I hate when that happens I know (laughs) oh I got it um I was going to talk about this is a whole concept of um embodying as well because um wait what was I going to say about embodiment (laughs) um Oh, so when you were saying before, like, uh, like if you're sitting at home crying on your couch because no one's buying from you, no one's going to freaking buy from you, right? Like it is also about this concept of embodiment, like, uh, how I see embodiment so often is like, unless you're really in the embodiment of what you're wanting to sell or what you're wanting to coach on or what you're wanting to teach on, it's very, very, very hard for you to actually get clients in that area. Cause again, like manifestation 101, like attracts like, it's like, if you're not in the energy of standing in authority in one area, how can you expect someone to see you as an authority in that area and want to buy from you? Right. right. So that's like, um, with my clients, what I work on, and I, I talk about this in my program, Soulful Business Academy as well, but it's like, if you're launching a program, let's say, for example, um, rather than focusing on like, what posts should you be doing? What, um, like how many times should you be going live? How can you write the best ever sales copy? Although those things definitely do play a part and they are important actually more. So how can you look at what you're wanting to teach? How can you look at what, what this like program or mastermind or whatever is going to be about? And how can you go all in on yourself even more? Like with all of those things, like how can you take yourself to the next level in each of those areas and just really live true to that? Um, what you're teaching because 
when we teach from a place of knowledge, right, what we know, we're only impacting people on a mind level. Like we're only really impacting people on a surface level versus when we teach and show up from a space of embodiment, it's like our whole body knows this because we live this, we breathe this and we see the results. That's when we create whole body, whole life changing impact and change for other people. Right. Yeah. Like it's freaking incredible. So that's like the best example of that, that I have is like, I really focused on that the last time I, um, well, I focus on it in every launch, but in the last launch of Soulful Business Academy, which um, was, uh, well, the, the, when was it? May round, whatever. When I launched the May round, I was just like, oh damn, like I am traveling, like literally, like I was in Budapest, then Vienna, then London, then Halifax. Like I had all of these different flights, all of this different stuff going on. And at first I was like, shit, I'm going to be so busy. Like, how am I going to have time to launch? And then I was like, no, wait a second. This is the perfect embodiment of soulful business. So yeah. I just leaned in on that. And I was like, this is soulful business. And it was like the best launch that I'd had to date up to that point. Like, I think I'd more than doubled my best ever launch up to that point in my business. That's amazing. I know. And it was because I went all in on just focusing on what it means to run a soulful business rather than the like, you know, oh, I better do a post every day. Like, you know, right. Right. And that's what like, comes in with integrity too. So yeah. the four like biggest things in, in my life that I live by is integrity, presence, truth, and service. And integrity is huge because nobody really cares if you're waking up in the morning and doing yoga or if you're meditating every, every day. Even though you say you are, if you're not, nobody cares, right? So it really comes down to just being in integrity with that. Like if you're mm -hmm. teaching something, if you're you know, trying to mentor or coach through something, be in integrity with that. Although no one's going to really care, nobody really sees it, you the do. The universe does. You do, yeah, and the universe does. And it's, you have to be in integrity with what you talk about. There's so yeah. much out there of people, I didn't want to say so much out there of people not being in integrity, but we see it in our everyday lives, right? Like people saying, oh, you should do this while well, they're not doing it at all. So it's <laughs> just be in integrity. And when you come really become an in integrity, I think that confidence builds with inside of yourself and the worthiness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like it's been scientifically proven that the biggest um, like reason that people have self confidence is because they don't trust themselves they have self-confidence issues is because they don't trust themselves and that happens because we say oh yeah this week I'm going to the gym and then you don't go to the gym you say starting Monday I'm eating clean and then you buy chocolate how many times I said that to myself I'm gonna I'm gonna start over on Monday I'm gonna start over on Monday it was like literally every single day I would say that every single week I would say that and I just couldn't stay consistent with a stupid mm. diet and now it's like second nature. You don't even, I don't even think about it anymore. It's not even a diet anymore. It's just like a right. lifestyle. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just a lifestyle. And I always used to say that or hear that. And I was just like, whatever that means, but mm -hmm. it truly is like, it's just, you know, the whole thing is a lifestyle, the spirituality, the manifestation, mm -hmm. like the embodiment. It's just a lifestyle. You can't just be like, I want to manifest in $10,000. I'm going to be in alignment with that $10,000. And then just all of a sudden stop embodying it. Mm -hmm. once you achieved it or, mm -hmm. you know, didn't achieve it. Yeah. Like you have to just stay in alignment. You have to, it's just yeah. a life. And like with the lifestyle thing, that was also something that I like didn't understand. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, huh? Yeah. But it was like the most interesting thing because when I really started to focus on my health and so like your area is like really like um, fitness, like the area that was my like most like 
focused on was nutrition. So like, you know, so like the actual nutrition side of things, how the cells work and interact and how we can like support them and all that kind of stuff. And so that was the area that I was really obsessed in. And it's really funny because I used to get told like, oh yeah, like get rid of your sugar cravings. And I was like, that is the most like unrealistic thing I've ever heard of. Like we're designed to crave sugar, you know, like where our bodies literally blah, blah, blah. Like I like, would think like that and I'd be like I just can't ever imagine not looking at chocolate and being like I'm gonna eat that whole thing right this very minute like you know I just couldn't imagine a life without that but it was so interesting because then as I really started to focus on my health and apply what I'd learned and just make it a really like important thing because then at that point I was predominantly working in health as well so it was like I was really like working on being in integrity with that and like practicing what I preach and being better and obviously working on my not obviously but I was also working on my own health issues and then um I was at a like potluck or like a buffet or something like I can't quite remember but it was one of those things where there's just like food all over the table and I was just like having conversation and minding my own business and I went to the table and I was like just like snacking on carrots or something like super like not interesting but then I had this moment of realization I just looked at the table I was like oh my god like I actually don't feel like I need to eat anything yeah the biggest moment that I realized that I was like oh shit like this is actually can be a way of being it's like you don't need to like look at cake or chips or whatever and be like I have to eat that right now like it's so you can just look at it and just be like you're looking at a blade of grass or a rock or a table there's just no like emotional kind of like pull or need or anything for it And it was so interesting for me because I never even consciously changed my mind about that. All I did was focus on really nurturing my cells. And it was like the more balanced my body got, it just like let go of those things. It was the coolest thing. It's crazy. And it's crazy how quickly that shift happens too. It's like we attach so much emotion to bad food or to not having clients or whatever. We attach all this emotion to it. But if you just step away from it and just view it as something neutral. Like view the clients as neutral, view the food as neutral. You're not going to want to need it. You don't have this emotional attachment to it anymore. And I was totally the person who like, I saw cookies in front of me or I saw cake in front of me. I had to eat it. Like I felt like I was so out of control of my body that I had to eat it. Like there were cookies in my house. They'd be gone within like a day because it's like, they're there. If they're there, I'm going to eat them. That was my belief. Mm-hmm. I would tell everybody that, right? I was like, if they're there, I'm going to eat them because I have a horrible sweet tooth. And I still have a sweet tooth, but it's not like a horrible sweet tooth. And I don't feel like I have to eat them. I, a plate yeah. of cookies could sit outside on my kitchen table for a week or two weeks until they go bad and I throw them out if I want them to. Like, I have this control over my body because I'm so focused on just giving my body what it needs instead of... And it doesn't feel like deprivation anymore. Do you know what I mean? It just feels like, oh yeah, that's... Living. Yeah, it's just living your life. You don't, it's not even something that crosses your mind anymore. Like, that's what I really notice. And I've like, they said, example, like, um, at the end of the month, I bought myself like, uh, well, not myself, but like my, my family was visiting and I bought this like cake and it was just like this delicious, like vegan cheesecake. And then I was just like, Oh, I'm so excited to eat this. And like, da, 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 da. we had like one tiny, tiny little piece off of it. And then it's been in my fridge ever since. And I just found it this morning. I was like, Oh, this is going to go off. Like I better eat this. <laughs> and so I had a piece of cake for breakfast, but. Oh yes. I <laughs> love it. I had banana bread for breakfast from the co-op and it was so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Like I love how, and I know I'm like really heavily talking about like the nutrition and the health side, but I feel like this is such an important part for the, like for you listening right now to understand because, um, the, the business side, like all of this, like you can take all of this information and apply it to your business, starting your business, up-leveling your business, moving past plateau, 
reaching that next level, like all of this is totally relevant and transferable to that skill. But I think it is really important to understand that if health and uh, fitness and like really looking at your physical body hasn't been a priority for you, that's probably also where a next level or a next breakthrough is for you. So I really, really appreciate what you've been sharing, Emily. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me on today and talking about this with me. It's cool that you're so like um, in alignment with all this stuff. I didn't know that you had like a a degree in it either. So that's cool. I know. It's just like, as you're talking, I was like, oh, we got lots in common. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, is there anything else that you'd love to like leave people with? Like anything else about like manifesting your body or your business or just like anything that's coming to mind that you feel like would be like a really fun, like last um, tidbit of advice or inspiration that you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, just I mean, it's simple, but just keep going and keep growing. Like the books, the mentors, the programs. Um, I remember like being afraid to invest in my first mentor because it's like expensive, quote unquote. And I took that leap and it's like every time you take a leap, you're going to be rewarded as long as you're in the right mindset and you're in the right intention. And I remember investing in like 5000 in my very, very first two two month mentor and Within a month, I had that program paid off. And it was because of the the energy that I was in when I had invested in the program. But it's just about taking the leap, just doing it. If you have this big goal of having a million-dollar business or you have a big goal of you know, getting in the body of your dreams, just go after it. Figure out your why and get really strong on why you're doing it. And then go get it. <laughs> like, it's yours. It's for you. The universe put that desire in your head for a reason. So mm-hmm. it means it's for you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So where can people hang out with you? Like what, where can they find you on social media and kind of get in your bag? On Facebook, I'm just Emily Whiteside. I actually have a virtual book club. It's really cool. So you'll find that on my personal page, but we, we read, um, I just opened it, but we read like spirituality books, personal development books all together. It's a cool place. And then obviously Instagram, Emily Ann Whiteside. And then I have a podcast called the infinitely aligned podcast, which I definitely have to have you on there. Um, and that's, you know, I love, I love podcasting. I feel like that's where like my, like my art side comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love podcasting too. I feel like it's so awesome because as everyone who listens to this podcast would know, I'm extremely multi-passionate <laughs> and um, I feel like it's just the perfect playground to be able to express all of that, but it all makes sense still towards um, your ultimate goals and desires, you know? So uh, yeah, I love podcasting. Yeah, me too. Amazing. Okay. Well, all of that will be linked in the show notes, of course. So you can find all that stuff. And Emily, I just want to thank you again for sharing your knowledge. It's been so cool to hear your perspective and everything that you've been up to. And to the listeners, you know, I love you. You're amazing. You could be anywhere in the world right now. And you're here listening to this podcast. And I appreciate that so much. I'm sending you all of the good vibes for your week ahead. And I will see you next week on the Abundant Days podcast. Thank you so much. Bye guys.